of a documentary of logs floating down the river and how they go about it. This, this is, is in Hollywood. They call this padding. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, but after like the first five minutes, you're like, are we really? You see how they make the flow going yeah. themselves so that they can channel. Yeah. Hey, guys, I, I watching this footage, I have to go to the bathroom now. You got a log? <laughs> uh oh. Streaming. Now, what fascinates me in this footing, footage is the, the workers are so close to getting every scene. They're oh, almost me. getting smushed. When you said we we're going to stream a movie, I wasn't expecting this. Ah, we're streaming. We're streaming a movie. You get it? <laughs> hey. Hey. Everyone now, has a streaming service. you know service. about Francis Farmer? You guys knew about Francis. How did you learn about Francis Farmer? Oh, I went to Marie Colander, right? Doesn't she have chocolate, Francis Farmer? <laughs> I, I always get... She made I the ice cream, Michael. Yeah. Well, for right. me, it was Nirvana. I, if there wasn't the Nirvana song, I would have no idea who she was. Well, you movie? know how Mike and I saw this movie the first time? Uh, at the Montclair Public Library in the back, there was that little conference room, and they would show movies, old That's movies right. there. I don't remember. Every Wednesday that. night, and then during uh, the day when school was out. Yeah. And we were like one of the only kids there, if yeah. not people, no. who would go every I week. I was really loud, and the librarian had to suss me out afterwards. He said, you got to be quiet during the movies. What, talking during the movie? Yeah, during the Marx Brothers, when I was oh no, but we they would every Wednesday night they would show an old movie at seven, and we our parents would yeah. drop us off, and then I don't know what they would do. Um, and then we during the day when there was no school, they would drop us off. So this is one of the old movies that we'd see. So that's why uh, you you recommend you pick this one. Yeah, I really liked it. You know, like honestly, as a kid, I, I was just kind of freaked out by the uh, by the plot where the Edward G. Robinson guy. He, uh, spoiler alert, he chooses money over love and then regrets it. Yes. And I was like, like you gotta go, go one and he way. He tries to money. make it right. Can we show a little respect for the actor? His name is not Edgar G. Robinson. He's sure 12 and 11. Thank you. Edward Arnold is his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. So happy uh, day. You see, it's just it, gonna keep going and going, showing us this footage. Ooh, I gotta take a tub. Carl, sometimes a log going into something white is just a log going into something white. Sometimes. Yeah, stop reading into it. Is it this time? Here's Francis Farmer by Nirvana. <laughs> no, no, don't play it. We'll never air this on, on YouTube. Why? Because you it'll yeah. flag us? Yeah, yeah, they'll flag us. Do you see the I icon at the bottom is the uh, baby from Dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> no, Carl, just won't air on YouTube. All right, Michael. We played It's Tricky, and we got flagged and got pulled. And yeah, the episode it didn't, didn't get pulled. Oh, yeah. No, it you didn't just, get pulled. So, but Germans can watch it because of some German Something like that, that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This so, is yeah, so, so if you see the time, I, I, I don't know how we sat through this uh, as kids, <laughs> but we had more patience. Uh, I think the moving image kind of thrilled us. Okay, then. now, get this money Oh yeah! When the, movie, when the movie came out, I was like, either watch this or uh, sit home and get a sepsis or uh, yeah, right. It wasn't much choice. Like. You went to the theater and you saw moving pictures. Wow! Wow! Oh no, that log is coming right at me. All oh. right, here he's making the deal with the big boss. He's saying they're building the railroad now. They're gonna Ooh. they're gonna make it right across America. So what we should do. 
is get the contract to chop all chop the trees down so that the railroad can go through. We'll be paid to make money, you see. And he's even got uh, a plan for the places where they aren't, like a homestead with, with lumberjacks. And he goes, well, that'd be fine. And you're just the man to do it. He goes, no, I'm just the partner to do it. And oh right. So he gets talked into, if you want to be my partner, because I trust you to really deliver this millions of dollars, you got to marry my daughter. And that's going to be the trade he's making. Oh, hey. Mm. Yeah, I'm not really big on commitment. Uh, <laughs> he, I'm a lumberjack. I don't know what else, I don't want to say anything more, but you understand my shirt? Now, the reason that the... Jack um, is right in the name. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not a lumber Jill. Well, there's a comic <laughs> called Lumber James. Lumber James about female uh, loggers. Rose is still in the room, Mike. It's not. No, I, I, she can read it if she wants. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Now, my uh, Adam is married with children, but yet he's still in the closet. Hey, hey, I'm making fun of this guy for being a lumberjack, and I'm the one in the closet. You're, yeah, you're literally in the You speak from, literally. Uh, from the screen. No, 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 no. No more. Now, what I've been trying to get out is Sorry. That the Samuel Mayer. Now, Samuel Goldwyn. Now, remember, he's not just some company at this point. It's him. Right. He's making it's these it. films. This is this is an MGM movie, but it's probably prior to their uh, conglomeration. The merger, right. The reason he chose Howard Hawks to be the director was because his grandfather was a logger, and basically Barney from the book is based on his grandfather. So he thought, who better that, you know, but then Hawks said, I like the romance. I don't like yeah. the politics. I don't like my grandfather as a scumbag. Well, oh, excuse me. Right. I didn't mean to say that. Hi. Oh, but Adam, maybe, you know, so we could do a little humor. No, no, it's fine. We're family friendly. I'm watching a, we're watching a movie we're watching kids in the library. We can't we can't handle that. <laughs> uh oh so now, no, no game. Now Barney oh, yeah, Barney, who's just committed to marrying the daughter left of one. the lawyer to make No, left one. Oh, I was wrong. Sorry. No, that see, he's always lucky. Except for he's got to marry that lady. Okay. Well, sweet. he is lucky because he's going to bet five hundred dollars. Whoa! You know this is nineteen seven eighteen seventies money. Eighteen eighty six. And he's going to win. Now he just committed to marrying the daughter, even though it wasn't said out loud. It was the implication. But he's about to meet the love of his life, Francis Farmer. Right there. That's right. She Her looks name is like the box. So, Francis Farmer, Howard Hawks, do you guys have any connection to these people? Like, have you seen another Howard Hawks movie? Uh, have you watched another Francis Farmer movie? I've only heard about Francis Farmer. She was very difficult, very hard to direct. And she would binge drink. She'd get arrested. Nice. She was committed to psychiatric hospitals. 
she she had a really messed up childhood. Her, her parents kind of divorced her and then in a way sort of abandoned her. They divorced and, her? Can you do that? How that uh, <laughs> they were divorced at a super young age. They split up. They lived in different states. The mother got this job for doing research and she said, you know, these kids are messing up my job. So she had the aunt ship them off to the dad. They were on the train alone. She had a really hard childhood. Wow. Oh, I probably dated her then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, Rose is not in the room, so you can say the F word or oh, whatever okay. kind of awful thing you want to say. Sorry, I said scumbag. That was a step too far. Well, bag is a perfectly it. fine word. Bag is fine. Okay, so uh. Francis Farmer is helping. He goes, I'm not flipping this over to see if the thing is in there. You flip the other two over, you know, because he's not going to get scammed. This is just like showing you how great they're all in. That's really cool. Building suspense. Now, the, you know, in eight, $500 in 1884 is equivalent to $500 in 1884. Yeah, in 1884 money, that was worth like 500 bucks. Yeah. Like if you... Uh, just for inflation in the time period, it's like about 500 ducks. So she's giving this. You could put on the audio for a second, you could see how tough she is, you know. Oh, uh, shoot him, shoot the on player. for a second. Don't. Because we're about to hear Love Me Tender by Elvis, but before there was an Elvis, this is 1884, right? So, yes, this is uh, Gomez Adams 70. playing piano. 1870. Yeah, Love yeah. thy tender. They changed the lyrics. In the it's completely different. It's completely different. Um, oh, are you going to sing a song? Give me my umbrella. <laughs> Where's my guy, It's a pair. Your hair looks like it's been raining all morning. Look at that. Give the guy it, a towel. Okay, the song is called Aura Lee. Popularized by Elvis Presley with Love Me Tender. So we can play this song in the public domain, too. Now, this was Francis oh, yeah. Farmer's biggest movie. And then on the Ed Sullivan show, like three decades, four dec three decades later, she'd sing this song because it was her most popular movie. Oh, wow. Was he regretful singing it? No. Ow, my eye. Why'd you open it in a parasol and doors? Now, I get sick of this song by the end of the film because they play it throughout, my goodness. Imagine she's saying orally. Maybe that will help you. <laughs> orally. Right. Orally. Yeah, right. Now it's an interesting song. Now you're interested. Orally. I'll listen to the end. I want to see how it ends. <laughs> how will we be taking this test, Professor? Orally. Oh, the barber shop's there. How, how do you? How are you gonna take my temperature, doctor? Rectally. <laughs> See, aren't you glad your kids out of the closet? I can say that now. Can we watch the log scenes now that my daughter's in the room? Yeah. S slowly. Now check this out. I was going through Wikipedia to start off, and it said music by Alfred Newman. So I immediately tried to research what's his middle name. Right. Was Alan, Alfred Allen Newman. That oh, is so close. Hardcore research right there. Oh, I what me that, worry? Yes, what me worry. I learned that the East in 
Alfred E. Newman stands for Enigma. I don't know. Is that uh, interesting? You know Something. they ripped off that, that, that face. That face was used for advertising in the 1800s. Uh-huh. Like, you know how they would have, like, you know, Dr. Spiegelman's cure-all or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, so they would have Alfred really? E. Newman. They reused that formula. image. And then they, for the rest of their corporate lives, they backtracked and retreaded and said, like, oh, you know, it was a popular image at the time. And, like, or it was a coincidence or something like that. But, yeah, you could trace it back to the 1800s. It's kind of hard to say that when the guy's name is Alfred E. Newman. Now, it turned out that Alfred Allen Newman was like, he did over 200 motion picture scores. He did the fanfares, which are associated with Samuel Golden Pictures. Wow, that's big news. He was one, among the first musicians to compose and conduct original music during Hollywood's golden age of movies. Later become, became a respected and powerful music director in the history of Hollywood, his son too. Newman and two other composers are the three godfathers of film music, apparently. So, usually I ignore the music because he was Alfred Newman. You were like, what? Let me check this out. Yeah. There was some Mad Magazine songs, right? Uh, they had a... Do you remember that, Ed? They would have a fun. record inside the... Uh... The magazine, yeah. I'm going. It wasn't. I'm going berserk, but it was like I'm going mad or something. I think I'm going crazy. It was like it. It was a gimmick, forty-five. It was a, a plastic, uh, right? Forty-five inside the magazine. You you would separate it, serrate it out, and it had multi grooves. So the song would begin, "Hey, it's a wonderful, terrific day," or something like that, and then it would get to a multi groove, and it would give you one of three different endings or cool. whatever. So it would be like, you know, my wife left me, a rat bit me, or something like that. It's so I remember the first time I ever put that on, I heard... Yes, I'm leaving, not you leaving, soon as you Thank you. Thank you. You played the Nirvana song anyway. All right, fair enough. Well, you don't have any Beatles songs to ruin this? Yeah, what about Rolling Stones? <laughs> Did they, Francis Farmer mentioned by Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> now look, Francis is putting a Mickey in his drink. Did you see that? Yeah. Who's Mickey? Okay. So he's going to like pass out. She's going to steal his $500 of winnings or whatever. Nice. But something weird happens. They he starts up. asking her, where did you come from? Are your parents still alive? Can you get back? And she gets pissed off. Hey, what are you two? A bunch of missionaries. Come on now. <laughs> and I'm a lady of the evening, He's genuine. He's just interested. And it turns out about $150 she could get back home. So he gives her like 200 bucks. And then Sven chips in like 30 bucks, whatever he's got. Fucking and Sven. And he starts to realize this guy's not worth ripping off. This guy's a nice man. Right. And so she'll prevent him from drinking the drink. Oh, wow. Why don't you give it a listen for a second? All right. Well, I'm getting kind of thirsty. She's like, you better stop drinking. Will you get out of here? Look here, man. He's pockets full of money. Some little man sitting over there. If you think he's gonna let you get away, I think you're crazy. Well, he's like, she's like, my pimp's not gonna let me out of here anyway. Is he going to leave the table and his buddy's going to drink his drink? Like, finally, slurp. You should have written this film. 
Yeah, I'll talk to Howard Hawks about this. See that? Whoa. Yeah. Now, you'd think he'd be like, hey, screw you. But he's like, no. He's like, you're coming with me. I like you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, I disagree. I'm in the minority. Yeah, Pimp is like, you're not taking my best girl who sings Elvis Presley songs. Yeah, has an umbrella indoors. So Barney's like, here, you sit down. We're going to fight this out. And she goes, what do you think I am? And she grabs her own bottle. Oh, look at this. Whacking people on the head. You know, every time there's a bar fight, especially if it's the Wild West, there's a certain choreography that we're just used to. And this is like, breaks all the rules. Look, he threw the chair at his knees. They're fucking rough fighting. Lumberjacks, man. Look at this guy. He does that move. Holds the chin and then slams the head down. Yeah. Bang! Oh, right as in my face. They start flinging. <laughs> oh, yeah. This look at that. Called back later in the film. What a dangerous thing to do! Right in the Ouch. Oh, yeah. No. Again, another oh, right in the nuts. Oh, boy. the family jewels. My glasses. The log in the stream. This is the most dangerous stunt I've seen. Like, custard pies are less dangerous. They're throwing metal frisbees at shit. Mike, it's a movie. We don't know what's up. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying... Hey, my uh, thoughts and prayers out to the families that were hit by these trades, but there's nothing we can do about the trades. <laughs> but they get um, to free the girl. It's their right to have the trays, and uh, we can't regulate trays. It's defined in the 222nd Amendment. Trade. Oh, well, she settled in. Hiya, honey. Hiya, Ralph. Because she was a traitor. This Wait, was, was she family. like a... Was she a uh, prostitute? It's never said. Okay? It's implied. She just sings in cat houses. Singing yeah. prostitute. Well, I don't know that she was, but... Are they all come on? Just kidding. So now she's like, I love you. I love you. They love each other. Now listen, Alice. Why it's not a get rich scheme plan. Do you guys uh, know the Nirvana song? Do you know it? Something, something. Francis Farmer. Uh entertain me. It, uh, no, no, no. The, the title of the film is called the title of the song is called Francis Farmer's Will Have Her Revenge. She's not mentioned in the song, but she is born in Seattle, Washington, and that's where they're from, so maybe it says, this is the only thing and maybe it's her. You think in her false witness, I hope you're still with us to see if they float or drowned. Our favorite patient, because she was incarcerated a lot, display of patience, disease-covered Puget Sound, she'll come back as fire, burn all the liars, leave a blanket of Ash on the ground. Wow. That might be. He was, what, 25 when he wrote that? Every 25-year-old knows Francis Farmer. I guess so, if they're from Seattle. You think, like, Kurt Cobain saw, like, a punk rock sticker or Francis Farmer on some coffee shop in Seattle? He's like, oh, just, cool. 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 Oh, look, there's a hole in the screen. In the, uh, screen. Yeah. Now, they're <laughs> off somewhere, but Sven has a telegram, okay? Right. And then it says, my oh. daughter's expecting your arrival. You want to oh, be serious order. about this partner? That's my birthday. Get down yeah. here. 
1884. I like how it says, quit fooling around if he's like, stop fucking her. <laughs> Come on, Jane. My daughter's not going to get pregnant look, herself. Look at Jane. his face. He's got a serious dilemma now. Am I going to be a rich, powerful man or am I going to be happy in love? Alice, I love like the only options for women in his life are either the boss's daughter or a possible prostitute. Right. Like there's no like regular woman, you know. Look, he's sitting right by the hole. Hello. Looking right in there. They're both there. Oh, yeah. I'll show him. Oh, they were in on the joke. Oh, and I have that's it. Oh, now this is a steam bath, and we know Major it from Tim. right now. If no, you're Carl, in a thank pot... you for explaining mansplaining to two Jews what a steam is. Yeah, right. Like we don't know what a good. Specific... We call that a Jew, a gym. We call it a workout. Yeah. That's a workout right there. Now I want to let you morons know: if you pour cold water over a man in a steam bath, it is very, very shocking to the system. And Sven will get that three three times. Let me just Christian explain this whole thing to you. Are you Christian explaining? You know, I don't see these boxes anymore. I think during COVID, this is a better idea than being in a communal steam room. <laughs> during COVID, it's your whole life. Right. But no, this sucks. You're stuck in a box and a guy puts cold water over your head every 10 seconds. I'm not joking. I used to go to the gym. My whole workout was just going into the steam room and, uh -huh. you know, and then showering mm -hmm. afterwards, getting dressed and taking the bus home. That was it. I didn't yep. like, maybe, maybe I'll lift a weight or something. Put my pants back on and just get on the bus. Yeah. Now you can't get out of there alone. The guy's got to let you out. And also the cold water's not part of the treatment. He goes, he's saying like, you love her. You shouldn't marry the other one. He goes, hey, put cold water on his head. Don't you dare. And he's getting splashed. Oh, that's hysterical. Hey, you look so much better. Look how refreshed you are after. Look how great the shirt looks after that. Steam. I know. That's now, look, in the book, this guy was a huge lumberjack guy. And, you know, the director just said, fuck the book. This guy won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actors, Actor for this. The Academy Awards were new. By the way, I hope you come back for the Razzie show, Adam. I think you're going to vote. That'll be in March. Got to vote. Carl's signing up. He's, he's now a member. I'm signing up, yes. I'm going to be an Academy <laughs> member. So basically, he's like, I'm going to the daughter. You tell Francis Farmer we're breaking up. He's like, what? I'm not doing that. He goes, well, I can't. I don't have time. And he goes, Barney, you have time. He goes, well, I can't because I won't do it if I'm in front of her. So you've in got to tell her. <laughs> you, have you have time. In fairness, I'm a coward. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got to go. Uh, there's something over there. I'll be right uh, back. In the oven. We don't have an oven. Uh, got to go. Uh, uh, cigarettes haven't been invented yet. I got to go to 7-Eleven and buy cigarettes. Now look how happy Francis is. I would never leave you. <laughs> it's love. And oh, she's baby. Got her nice new clothes. Hello, Sven. Where's Barney? Who? Barney. Put on the... Oh, Mike disappeared because his accent is so fake and bad. His, his Swedish accent. So, oh, he's supposed to be Swedish? Yes. I never thought that. Yeah, watching this. He's the Swede. And you're going to talk with a stupid accent that is obviously fake? 
Does he forget sometimes and just drops the accent? <laughs> I didn't know. That's my favorite. <laughs> or you ever watch like movies that are dubbed over, you know, like cheap movies, and they the guy forgets which character he is because he's playing three <laughs> different characters. <laughs> you back with us? Yeah. Oh, uh, Rose is back. Okay. So Mike is gone. <laughs> so we, we have your your uh, limit of Spiegelman. Sorry, Carl. No problem. Samuel got better from his surgeries and came back and saw what uh, Hawks had done with his film. And I'm the takeover. Okay, you're going to take over? Yeah, Can you see the I. film? You're watching the film. So what are they doing he... in the film right now? Drinking uh, prune juice. Were you about to say alcohol? <gasps> I don't know what that is. No, I was saying. Go let Carl speak. Go ahead, Carl. Well, you know, it's it's not important. It's just for the audience. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I was. I was wait, no, did you ask me to come in just not and not say anything? Is that why you wanted me here? You want another? Should I get the stuffed animals and give them the headset? So, so. Samuel comes back from his operation and he sees what a debacle Hawk has made this film. He's seeing the dailies and everything. And he's essentially like, you're fired. And he got this other director uh, named William Wyler, who does other films for him. Yeah, and the guy was like, name. I'm not taking over some other guy's movie. I am a director. And the guy says, well, I'll suspend you and you won't direct the thing if you don't do it. So he reluctantly had to do it. He refused to have it say directed by him. It had to be directed by Both Hayes and then and then Howard Hawks and then him. Um, did you see Hayes to the Hayes office? He hated it. Uh, he did about two weeks of work on the film. He said that Francis Farmer was insufferable, awful. Do you see that in her performance? I mean, no, I think it's a great performance. I think it's a well, really good movie. Yeah. Well, you're being biased because you're a lumberjack. Because <laughs> of my outfit here? Yeah, and you live in the woods. <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do. In yeah, suburbia. And you work all day, sleep all night, and work all day, wear women's clothing, and hang around the bars. What? Do you have to do that comedic record scratch? Oh, yes, I remember this. The old Iron Ridge, Wisconsin newspaper. Fashionable wedding. Yes. No wedding crashers hot, not recommended. Wig, wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be the... See, the, back then, she couldn't just show up at the wedding and make trouble. She'd have to get on this train and stay at that hotel and get, you know, get a horse and buggy. And, sure. you know, she would... To, to get... In, you can't just crash a wedding... Uh, put up the sound, you can hear the fake Swedish accents. What's a fake Swedish accent? Sven is from Sweden. That's why his name is Sven. Everything ready. Everything ready. So she can't marry Barney, so she's marrying the second best man she knows. Sven. Sven. Yeah, that always bothered me too. Like, again, there's only two choices. It's vengeance. The 1800s, hey. right? There's only so oh. many chicks in the town. Right. right. Well, yeah, they're either a nut or a Francis Farmer. And you don't it's, marry her. You marry the farm. That's what you're going to get, the farm. Carl, do you, you think, milk for free. 
right. she's marrying she's marrying Sven out of Svensson's, right? Yeah, is she's doing oh. it for Svite. She's doing it for Svengeance. Svengeance. You know, my favorite uh, movie is uh, Smenum. <laughs> the, Mar from the Marvel Sv-Universe? Yeah. Sv-Universe. Sv Svenum. He's the sweetest Venom. Okay, so now they're going to get married, and that marriage will result in a child, okay? Oh, now we're in the 20th century. Right. Now... He's 50 years old. Barney is this exactly what he planned. Right. A powerful, respected, kind of robber baron guy married to Emma Louise. So is he going to get his... You know, do you see that? He said he had handsome children despite his wife. That's really <laughs> messed up. Well, that's really messed up. He's, that's part of the film is that Francis is very pretty and, and the mom is not pretty. Now, look, the mom is not even sitting here, right? The, that's the mother of... That's the grandmother? Mother-in-law? Mother-in-law. That's another Mad Magazine song. Wait, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's the mom. I've seen this film three times, and I'm just... She doesn't seem like the mom to me. She seems like the grandma. That's the problem. Spencer aunt? The mom really does not play into this film, except for a few lines. It's interesting that the opening... The, the scroll said that he's 50 years old now. Is he going to get a colonoscopy in the next scene? What? No, it's the third. It's the. I don't know that they did that. Because <laughs> he is fifty, he should get it checked. That's what he's fifty years old. He's not there. He's peeing right now. <laughs> now he's walking back. Oh, I think I have to pee again. He's, oh, he's taking his mail. AARP. I'm not even. I'm just fifty. Wait, did you guys join AARP? Yeah, he's getting letters from them. Oh, I already. Okay, joined. now this is the daughter of. Okay, we just met the son at the. Uh, um, kitchen table at the breakfast table and now we're meeting the daughter and the daughter calls him Barney not dad and she's like don't Ooh. you say that around your mother she'll get furious and then she replies okay boomer <laughs> kids today right yeah so honey weird. I'm not a boomer I was born a hundred years before the boomers okay boomer <laughs> okay boomer no you don't understand I'm not that generation I was born in 1832. Okay, Boomer. Ah! They do that on purpose. My research about the daughters disappeared. Here it is. Uh, Andrea Leeds is her name, and there's not much here. She was nominated for Academy Award. For this film? Like she, no, no. Uh, it was for something called Stage Door in 1937. She quit. Retired. She quit. She retired and became a horse breeder. I don't know. There's nothing interesting there. It happens all the time. Uh, you're welcome, audience. Yeah, you're welcome, horses. She was chomping at the bit to retire. Hey, <laughs> come on. It was the audience's loss, but the horses' gain. So now we're finding out that there's been a telegraph from Sven. Or Swan, whatever his name is. It's like, why haven't you gone back to Iron Ridge? It's been over 20 years. Now, we know why. It's because right. of Francis Farm, right? Lotta. But the daughter's like, look, you're not happy here. I can tell it. Why don't you go back there, relive your younger years, and try to enjoy yourself? Listen, Dad, you're not a bar fight. Good late. Yeah. Good late. Yeah. Dad, now that you conceive me, I see no reason why you shouldn't leave Mom. 
right? <laughs> She's not saying that. She doesn't understand that. She doesn't know so about handsome. Francis. Oh, it's the butler. Press card. Carl, what's up with this guy? No, it's just pa pack some stuff so I can go fishing. I did not look up the butler, and he was listed in IMDb. He was not listed in... Uh... Oh, here's the trivia. Hated working with Francis Farmer. Uh, everybody says that, Mike. It's no joke. I mean... But there's always this image, like, there is a double standard. because. Oh, no, I knew this was coming. No, I knew is. this was there coming. Is. She is a gender of female, so therefore, you're going to leap to her defense. No, I'm she not leaping to her defense. Assholes she are assholes. Carcerated. She was put in... She was committed to psychiatric hospitals. Because she's a lady. Because he's a oh. he was hysterical, Carl. Is that what you say? Hysteria? Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yellow wallpaper, Carl. Hmm? Like what's the what's you with nuts? Uh, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying there's plenty of dick actors, all right? And I, I just think that it's easier to kind of pinpoint the, the dick lady actors. Wow. So we're doing That's a general drawing. stereotype here that we're talking about a lady actor, therefore. No, I, I'm sure Francis Farmer was a terror, but I just, when I hear stories about Sharon Stone, for example, I don't really buy it. Like, Lucy Liu got, like... Okay, Sharon Stone, Lucy Liu, but not Francis Farmer. Oh, I love Lucy Liu. Yeah, me too. Oh, my God, she's so great. Farmer she's very nice. I met her once. Very nice. Punch me in the face. But it's... Cast no. in the original Broadway play <laughs> of... In New York City, she followed with two Broadway productions. A battle with depression and binge drinking caused her to drop out of subsequent Ernest Hemingway stage adaptions. She returned to Los Angeles in 41, did two films. In 42, publicity of her reported erratic behavior began to surface after several arrests. Okay, my apologies to Lucy Liu. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to compare her to Francis Farmer. Well, she sounds like a train wreck. How about that? Yes. Well, I probably yeah. bought her a drink in the, in the early 2000s. <laughs> I'm going to cancel my Francis Farmer insurance, Carl. I'm scouring my notes for bad <laughs> things they said about Francis Farmer. Now, one more time. She is a great actress in this film. She carries it perfectly. You have no idea that she's difficult at all. She doesn't do anything difficult. What is that website where uh, Francis Farmer dates? Like if you, uh, oh yeah, you only want to date Francis Farmer. It's Francis like, Farmer only. Yeah, Francis Farmer only. Now that's the son, by the way, and he was a big deal in westerns. That was his claim to fame. As a matter of fact, from uh, let's see, where is it? Nice guy. Nice guy. <laughs> Difficult to work with. Hated no. working. Had troubles working with with uh, Francis Farmer. You can tell he, he was like, he was just very dedicated. Like when he would yell and punch people, just because he loved the film so much. You can tell he's from Westerns because when he sits down, he sits like this. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Dad. I'm going to go get me some sarsaparilla. <laughs> what? We don't have sarsaparilla. Um, he, he appeared in Western films exclusively from 46 to 76 when he retired. Yeah, I remember uh, watching Westerns in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> They sure did go away, right? He was in Sullivan Travels. He was in Hitchcock's oh. Foreign Correspondent. And he was in The Most Dangerous Game as the hero, which we saw in 32. Yeah, that's right. 32. Do you think he had a gun or was he being stalked in The Most Dangerous Game? No, he was the guy getting hunted. Oh, right on. Yeah, he was excellent. I like that guy.
Perry Mason. Up. Oh, have a nice That'll trip. A, it'll be a running <laughs> gag. <laughs> He'll show up all happy later. Like now he's mad that he Trump. He goes, "This office wouldn't be the same if it wasn't tripping." What's in the jars and behind his desk? Your brain. Brains. Yeah, brains. It's the brain from Half Dead. And I need some more cotton balls behind my head. All right? Yeah. See? What? Lollipops? All right. Okay. He does, he does power, talk like cups? that. Put, put up the sound for a minute. This is the son talking about, I got this idea for paper cups. Look, you see how he dropped it? They left that in. They were like, fuck it. I'm almost done with this film. Just... Whoa. That's why they fired Hired Hawks. He's like, he keeps dropping the cups. This is the guy, most dangerous game. He was the hunted one. Yeah, That's so cool. I'll never work. No one wants to drink from a cone. See, they'll eat ice cream from a cone. But not ridiculous. Drink water ridiculous. A cone. If, you don't want to, if you don't want to be partners, I'm going to have to make this paper cup solo. Oh, oh yes. nice. two points. Nice. I tried. Nice. But the first yeah. paper cup was Dixie. I looked it up. Did they have like a poker hand on it in the first cup? Oh, yeah. And underneath. Yeah. I always spilled my coffee because I couldn't wait. Did I win? Well, the idea was it would be those coffee machine, hot chocolate coffee machines that would drop a cup. Oh, and I love pour those. Coffee into it. Yeah. So the cup itself would have a poker hand on it. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't know that. Oh, it would yeah. have a lot it of sugar you, in the coffee. It was good. It would yeah. give you four cards, and the fifth one was on the bottom. So after you're drinking, you could see if you won. I could but you were anxious. Yeah. What? <laughs> side player. Time now Barney buttons. is having a homecoming. Barney is coming back. He's going to find out that ah, Francis Farmer, died. She, he was away so long, she went and died. There's Fenn. He can't jump anymore like he did early. He's like, I'm a too old now. Jumping jibbity. Right. Oh, I'm glad oh, to see good. you, Barney. Eh? Good to Wait, see are they you. 50 now? Yeah. yeah. He's too old to jump? Well, he's older than 50. You look good. Can I offer you some gummy fish? They're from my, from Sweden. Yeah. No, meatballs is fine. <laughs> you have any small ones? How do I sit on this? Do I have to build this first? Okay, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I built this house for myself from a box. From a box. I couldn't get out of the parking lot. So Samuel Golden paid $150,000 uh, for the book, and that was a lot of money. And Hawk, because he was sick and, you know, he was uh, in surgery and Samuel was on around, he did a lot, a lot, a lot of budget. So this film cost super amount of money to make. It was a successful film at the box office, but they still didn't make money because the original director frittered it all away. And so this Edward guy, Edward Arnold, became known as box office poison, which wasn't fair to him. That's not weird. Now, this is the tray that one of the trays they used to break Lotta out. Oh, and they framed it. Well, I guess, yeah. yeah. Does he look uh, like Malcolm when he laughs? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he looks like our uncle. Glad to see you again, Barney. Oh, this brings back old times. Oh, excuse let's me. Go I'm through, flipping accents. Let's go through some trees. 
Let's... Wait, were you doing an Irish accent, girl? Yes, I was by mistake. <laughs> Let's listen for a second so I can get my sweet. Yeah, get your accent right. Top oh. of the morning. Fucking violins. Back then, they had the violins on set. That's how much money he spent. This yeah. is, he's learning that she died. That's why we have the violins. Well, I guess I won't be cheating on my wife. <laughs> I guess I won't be sleeping with your wife. Yeah. I won't need these condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Dozens of the fireplace. <laughs> Oh, you know what? You think Sven has a, enough condoms being Swedish? Why? I don't know. Yeah, Challenger, Carl. That was really that make any sense. Erotica reference. That's all I know. I, I'm yeah. still lost in the woods. Oh, what am I a logger? So you can tell which director directed what, right? Because one is like in color and one is in black and white. <laughs> Could what you tell? I mean, is it? Is it like just he Hawks did the first half and the guy did the second half, or was it shot all over the place? Well, it was the last two weeks of production that he got healthy and came back, and that's oh, when wow. he hired him and hired Wilder. But it's there's a dispute. Some on the internet, some sources say thirty minutes of this footage is him, and then other people say ten minutes. But absolutely, the last. Uh, edit of the film is his. Oh, the one that got right. released. Hashtag release the Hawks cut. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag cut. This is Carrie, and it's Sven's sister's daughter. I think his name's Swan, and I'm saying, yeah, I'm insulting him. Swan. So they're meeting Swan's sister's daughter who lives with them. Wow. And her name's yeah. Carrie. And she was going to be our lead in this film, but Frances Farmer showed up and beat her. Really? God, yeah. she must be really hard to work with if she beat her. <laughs> with a stick. But she's got a better gonna go role. there, but they decided to buy the farm. Now, she would go on to have lots of troubles with the House Un-American committees. She was Austrian. She mm. was pro-Nazi. In yep. the 50s, the FBI began to investigate her, <clears throat> and yeah, she was blacklisted, and she died at 59 of a cerebral hemorrhage, and some people say because of the stress of being FBI surveillanced and blacklisted, I don't think I believe that, but... What's, get back to the Nazi uh, She She was pro-Nazi, you said? Yes. She was um, a Nazi. Well, she was from Austria. Now, this is Frances Farmer now playing her daughter. It's the daughter of Lata and Svan, and her name is also Lata. Oh, wait. Well, this is what I love about the movie is that he left uh, Lata at the age that his daughter, this daughter is now. So right. that's the image he's always had of her. Sven, right. you know, watched her grow up, grow old, and die. So. Yeah, yeah the, so this is, he's back in. It's just like a convenient thing, because if the woman was still alive, he would have to see her thirty years older. But That's now right. seeing her daughter is at that same memory that he had of her. Right now, 20, you know. watch Edward's eyes. He will look at her boobs in this scene. I saw it Hello. three times. Oh, uh, call it. My eyes are up here. Uh, hello. I'm not looking at your eyes. Honey, uh, what's your name tag say? Oh, you don't have a name tag. Let me check out. <laughs> uh, two. There you go. He's right out there. Right there. 
You know the movies is pretend you're angry and look at it. Look, look. That, there it is. There it is. Now they're looking at the ass. This is crazy. <laughs> so uh, they're gonna get kicked out of the restaurant. Lada and Carrie are a sort of like sisters. They live together. Okay, watch his eyes now. Yeah, Leary. Not yet. Oh, there Oh, Elliot, that was a quick one. You saw that, right? Yeah, it was very, it was a glance. Yeah, it was a glance. He got what in, huh? Yeah, what in. Lick the finger, touch the uh, twenty early 20th century. make sure it's hot. Ah! It's hot. Now, there's something a little contradictory in this film. In this scene, she's going to talk about as if, like, Barney's sexually attracted to me. So I'm going to exploit that. But later in the film, she's going to be like, I would never. I don't know. It contradicts. Put on the sound just for this conversation. I'm early and you come along as soon as you can. No, I'll come later. Yeah. Hey, don't mind. Listen. I don't want to be there when Mr. Glasgow comes. But why, for Pete's sakes? Well, if I'm not there and he waits a while and it's afraid I'm not coming and, and then I come. So she's oh, manipulating. What are you talking I'm going to show up late so I miss. He likes me. <laughs> what are you up to, young lady? <laughs> now stop grinning and answer me or I'll slap you, big as you are. Oh, you and Pa have been dumb all your lives. Well, thank you, Miss Marty. Well, you have. You don't plan or anything. You just let things happen to you. Well, well, I'm, I'm not like that. I'm hot. I'm going to I think that like the Nazis walk all over you. He likes me and he can do a lot for me if I just make him think I'm worth helping. I'm Sean Boston's daughter and I've got looks. Okay. Right. So that's all I wanted you to hear. Now, later in the film, though, she'll like do a reversal as if, what? That's shocking. I never even thought of it. And, and, and the script's not making her... Just for this one little scene, she's got some manipulation to her, and then it goes away for the rest of the film. It doesn't make sense. You think that was added by the new director to kind of... Oh, that's a good point. Like it was a note that they had to add that scene later? Maybe. To make her look bad? Maybe. Yeah. Two shots for Sven, three shots for Sven. You guys want any of this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to offer you guys some grappa or whatever it is I have. Now he goes, where is she? And and you see the Carrie's like, <laughs> like it's true what Lotta was thinking, you know. And oh, Santos, they named her Lotta because she's got a lot of boobs. A lot of junior, he's right. A lot of senior, right? It is junior. junior and senior. That's right. Yeah. Unless she comes from a long line of uh, a lot of, I mean, a lot of the third. A lot of IV. Oh, that's a lot, a lot of. I did the whole lot of love uh, guitar riff. <laughs> whole lot of love. Whole <laughs> lot of love. <laughs> we all know that guitar like. Francis Farmer died in 1970 at 56 years old of cancer. That's good. What a jerk. Oh, she's young. Now, when she was young, she won this contest for like scholastic. She was in high school, scholastic books or something. She wrote this whole thing about how God is bullshit. God is not true. I couldn't believe when Scholastic Dynamite magazine published it. Mm -hmm. 
that she won a hundred bucks for it though, and that's a lot of money in thirty-one. She had to get fifty dollars uh, to God. Like Chaotic godless world. But later, towards the end of her life, she would become a Christian. You know why? Because she was cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> I'm gonna have to see more. She went to the Soviet Union. She did? Wait, who? During her final year of college, 1935, Frances won a subscription contest for the leftist newspaper, The Voice of Action. First prize was a trip to the Soviet Union. Farmer accepted the prize, despite her mother's strong objections. Fuck you! Where were you when I was a kid? Uh, so Frances, don't go to Russia. Fuck went, you! Where were you when I was a kid? Uh, she went, she was, uh, she wanted to see the pioneering Moscow art theater. Her interest in such topics fostered speculations. She was not only an atheist, but a communist. The same year she graduated with the degree in drama. She, when she came back from the Soviet Union, she went to New York. She, she got into uh, some plays and then Paramount, you know. Nice. It was too pretty Girl. to not let uh, I do. I do want to keep talking about her, but can I just want to play the song? They're playing okay. the accordion. Another one rides the bus. Hey, I want to sit next to you. Okay. I'm talking to you, Michael. Yeah, that's the song she's playing. Well, Barney's she's singing Love Me Tender, and Barney's like, stop it, stop it, because he can't handle it because right. it just like his love. You know. Well, this in this film, like Barney's not a terrible, awful human being, you know. He's yeah, he's a little. He he's was sweet. friends with the loggers. He was ambitious. He, he was ambitious. Him. That was his problem. That was yeah. his failure. He was a nice guy. who was too ambitious. This movie. That, I, that's what I was thought when I watched the film. Was like he was too ambitious, right? He gave that up. He, he gave love up for money, right? Exactly for money and success. Now he had been planning his success for years and then was with this woman for about a couple, you know, two months. So we know this song too. Oh yeah. I don't, if you don't know Lily, like I do. Look at the kid. Now, that was inappropriate. Yeah, and we really out. won't see that again for the film until he makes an indecent proposal later. But we won't <laughs> see any more creeping. Sven turns a red fox. Oh, I'm coming. This is the big one. <laughs> he popped his collar. Lada, I'm coming. No, no, the thing is, Swan's got a bad back. So he's like, I'll take you to the specialist in Chicago and I'll take you girls along with side. us and I'll buy you nice dresses and we'll be on a train. It's like what they've always dreamed out about getting, not Carrie so much. It's what Lotta's always dreamed about, getting out of this town. And basically her wishes are coming true right now. Oh. He starts playing the Love Me Tender song and he starts crying. Goes, What's the matter? It yeah. brings back memories. No, Colonel Tom Parker owes me $500. <laughs> Did you watch oh. that Elvis movie, Adam? 
No, I didn't. It's good. I liked it. I don't know. I'm going to defend that movie. Which Did one? Watch it? Elvis, the three-hour movie. Oh, should I see it? Sigh, yes. It's not, like, you might not like it, but I, I really liked it. I but it you was, recommend yeah, I recommend it out. Every There's a lot of gyrating, Carl, just so you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you might get offended. Do you make sure your kids are not in the room when you watch it. Because okay. Yeah. You can watch it with Rose. But. Yeah, my, my youngest is 17. My oldest is 22. They could be in a the room. They're going to get fathers. They've done their own grinding. Wow, they're really in the 20th century. Oh, they're on the train. Okay, now, you see these hats. We don't know... We don't know anything about it. They will go to the dining car and women will kind of make fun of their outfits. Like they're a little outdated or whatever. And Francis Farmer will get mad at Barney saying, you knew it. You knew it. That's why you wanted us to dine in the car and not in the dining. So he goes, okay, you caught me. When we go to Chicago, I'll buy you all proper clothes. And Oh, so he's he's hiding them for during the meal? They're going to a separate car? When they oh my God! The meal's on her head. Car, he said, "Let's dine in my car." And they said, uh, "No, we want to go to the dining room where everyone can see us." So Barney said, "Oh, okay." You know, he's not going to say no to them. Yeah. And then they got laughed at, and so that's uh, how smoking or non-smoking section, bumpkin or non-bumpkin section, uh, smoking bumpkin. Okay, here they are in the dining car. And you can see a few people taking a look at their hats and stuff and their outfits and making smirks. Yeah, hello. Now, turn this up because it's a little... Hey, fellow robber baron! Only fair. What are you doing up here? Oh, I'm on my way to Chicago. It's just Swan Bostrom and his folks. Now, the reason for this scene is he's going to talk about how beautiful the daughter is. Hubba hubba. Yeah, but he'll say, "Oh, don't be ridiculous." That's what I always tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I always you tell old bullcat! <laughs> you old brandy after dinner, all right? <laughs> all right, I gotta go okay. sleep with my daughter. Now listen to what how Francis Farmer talks about how embarrassed she was. Did you enjoy it? No, no, I didn't. Not. You didn't. What was wrong? Oh, look at us. Why didn't you tell us we look so funny? We didn't look funny. Oh, yes, we did. I saw those other women laughing at us. They were laughing at this. Carrie's house. Oh, nobody out there. I did so, Carrie. Only they were planning to turn and hide it. You know, before you took us in there, Mr. Glasgow, why didn't you tell us? Listen, I don't know. Perhaps your clothes aren't what they are. Oh, because they look like they're a weave war. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> they look like they're a hairstyle. <laughs> well, that's essentially yeah. what I wanted you to hear. And now he's like, gonna. well, I'll buy you proper clothes. He basically starts spending money on them like crazy. That's the reason why you didn't yell, come and get it in the middle of the film. You were embarrassed to eat with us. There was a great opportunity for the director directors to put in, come and get it, during the dinner scene. Because it would be in the beginning of the movie, the end of the movie, and then in the middle of the movie. It's like Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. Remember the, the shoeshine box? Right. That scene? Same yeah, you, you insulted him a little bit. Now, a, a little bit. A little bit. Now they're uh, in proper, great clothes. And oh, now they don't look silly. Oh, they look... <laughs> all right. Look at all. Dude, that other hat looked ridiculous, this one. Okay, Howard Hawks was originally signed to direct, but was replaced by William Wyler midway through the production. Farmer was indignant and clashed with Wyler during the filming. He later said, the nicest thing I can say about Frances Farmer is that she is unbearable. 
Though her working relationship with Wilder was tumultuous, Hawks remembered Farmer with admiration, saying she had more talent than anyone I ever worked with, ever worked with. So this is the thing about her. She was tough, but she's gold on screen. Right. So you're saying she's talented. Now look at this one. Was supposed to be playing Francis Farmer's role. You can see why they chose Francis. Right. Well, you're right. She's given... Sorry. Liberals. Right. It was the communists who suggested Francis Farmer. I met her in college. Well, they're all very happy. Now, uh, Adam, one thing uh, Carl and I notice when we watch movies, especially when they have like dining uh, theater experiences, mm -hmm. is that it's all studio produced. Like this is not an exact replica of a dining hall in in early 1910s, but for the movie they build it. But this is our only historical reference we have. It's yes. like this time they had a nightclub scene where they're dancing around and everyone's eating dinner and they're singing. It's a uh -huh. movie set, but it's supposed to replicate the nightclub experience. Right. It's like the sock hops and happy days or like the the eighties the reversion of eighties like punk clubs, you know, you see on TV. It's not the yeah. real thing, but it's it's our reference now. Now Adam, do you remember in the eighties you used to watch some movie like Terminator and there would be a like like a Los Angeles nightclub with punks? And you knew that place didn't really exist. It wasn't a real place, right? But you would always see it in the movies. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but you, you would think it's it because that's your only reference. So you're saying like, we don't live yeah, yeah. in the 30s. But and we the lived, right, but we lived in the 80s. And so when we go into this like pretend punk rock club, like, like, you know, there was a bar somewhere and you knew there was a place where you could go see a concert. But this fake, like, we'll all go hang out as punk rock. Right, everyone has mohawks and right. uh, spray paint on the wall. So the thing is, like, a person in 2020s looking at that would think that was a real place in the 1980s. In the same way, I'm very suspicious when you see these nightclubs in the 30s, 40s. Maybe they're not real, you know? Right. Yeah. But this, like, that dining hall, like, what I noticed was there's a lot of space, which is good when you smoke cigars. Like, all the smoke goes to the top of the ceiling. Yes. Well, they had more room, yeah. They had more real estate. They had more okay, real estate. Okay, now turn this on. This is the reverse of the earlier scene we saw. It's just got to be your part that the glass was doing all this for. Of course. I've sometimes wondered if it sometimes worried me that it might be you. Gary, are you trying? I know it's awful, but he is interested in you. You see how it's reversed now? Well, how do such a thing? You know Mr. Glasgow's interested in me on the Gala Park. I wonder if he is. Of course he is. How can you say such a thing? How can you even think it? You see how it kind of doesn't make sense in the script, you know? No, it's what you said, Adam. Yeah, they added it. They added it for whatever reason. That's probably why she was so mad, because it didn't make sense. Well, maybe she's just uh, gaslighting her mom, just, you know, like defensively saying, no, that's not true. Why, why would you just say that? I feel like she, she changed her mind or she realized it was a bad idea and this woman changed her mind too. I think that's how I took it when I saw it. Now, here is the horseless carriage and oh, the yeah. driver of it is a guy who works on horses, so he hates it. Go ahead and listen for a second. You I Ubered you 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I go get carrying a lot that day. 
Is this Shreven? No, Shreven. Shreven. It's liable to blow up. Yeah, and I don't care if it does. I like me horses. You ain't like horses, Cage? What accent is that? I don't know. Now that's Scottish, right? I'm going to tell you, but none of them's beauty. Horsing around. Too soon. I just thought it was a little funny how he hates the car. You know, it, it, when he's in that automobile, his accent is—it's not horse at all. There's no, there's no hoarseness to his voice. Oh come on! It's—it's it's a horseless carriage. Like he, that's why he had a speaking role. He was not horse. Yeah. Um. Okay. The premiere of this film was in Seattle, which is Farmer's hometown. At the premiere, it was—it was in a place in which he used to be an usher. That was the kind of neat thing about it. Um, at the premiere, Farmer was noticeably quiet, spoke little to reporters, which resulted in news reports that she was cold and aloof. Nevertheless, Come and Get It earned praise from pu public and critics with several reviews greeting Farmer as a newfound star, likening her to Greta Garbo. So right. it's a good spin. Well, yeah, this was a big hit then. This was a big hit that uh, still lost money because of the director. Did the loggers in Seattle right. like the movie, or were they protesting? The loggers in Seattle? Well, Washington State, Oregon, I don't know. Maybe they came over. I did do a lot of research for this film, but I yeah, only got to Google impact. page nine. I don't know what the loggers <laughs> in Washington... They didn't have, like, a logger protest at their the Seattle. They didn't have that much logging. Like, in the beginning, I, I think that's interesting, the loggers footage, because that's real. Uh, yes, know? it is. Yeah. And it was from... In uh, what did I say? Oregon? No. Oregon? No. Oregon. It was from. Was it, it was from Idaho, Italy? North Fork, Clearwater River. Perfect. What did I say? You said. <laughs> I said New Jersey. Okay, now we're meeting the sun, and Francis Farmer's daughter Lata will meet the sun too. Oh no. Awkward. I have an extra ticket to the love boat if you would like to go. Uh, well, if I could bring very down. subtle. It's directed very well. Watch when they meet. <coughs> he doesn't have a chance to really get acquainted with him. And she's a great actress the way you can see it in her face. Look, he looks, she looks, and then she's like, oh, whoa. Holy cow. Yeah. You are the uh, most dangerous game. That guy, but handsome. Yeah. Aren't you the most dangerous game guy? Hello. No, no <laughs> come here. Come here. Get away from him. Get away. <laughs> Weren't, yeah, right. Weren't you the most dangerous game? I was. Great. You got 10 seconds. Yeah. Pa -pa I'm not kidding, wabbit. All right. Guys, get out of here. We got to fart. They're giving him a, a tour of the mill. How boring. Yeah. Now, you haven't heard from her. Uh, if you watch this film three times, this is my fourth time like you. She is like a interesting, neat character. She's a grouchy secretary, and she gives Barney lots of trouble. She is, she's one of the reasons why this is a good film. You don't like her when you're watching this, but she's that's... That's exactly what you're supposed to feel like. She's she's Della Reese to his Perry Mason. Della Reese to Perry Mason. You know, I remember Perry Mason's show in the reruns, but I really didn't give it a chance. Well, you know, Perry Mason, like it's 
crossword puzzles, like the secretary's name, Reese, uh -huh. has two E, three E's, and perfect. An yeah, and then the writer of Perry Mason, his name is like E R L E or something like that. So I only know from crossword puzzles. Now this is a well written, well directed scene, well acted scene in which this is supposed to be like when they get together and it's the kindles their relationship but it's fraught with mistakes and accidents and fighting it's really good scene Ooh. smack yeah. smack oh he's smacking back he hit her right back yeah now you don't hit me again <laughs> well you brought, you brought up communism in the first place being a gold digger what's that you brought up communist in the first place that's <laughs> so she's like he's like something's boiling over oh, and she's man. like well i'm busy fighting with you and he goes no you better you better handle this now, all right. come over here and fuck it all up like a bumbling idiot ouch and she's like you fool that's all cgi so the actors weren't like in any danger. yeah that's right you wouldn't really get hurt Now look at you. Who's going to eat that pancake? Right. The water is now like a like, character. You better clean up this mess. <laughs> I do like his hat. I'll give him that much credit. Now it's nothing to cry about. Wow. <laughs> now he's yeah, no crash falls. See, or now he's stuck, but he's and she's like, "Don't walk around. You'll get it everywhere." He never takes his shoes off. Why not? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. This is the comic relief of the movie, so enjoy it, guys. I wonder who directed this one because... It's it's a different tonal shift. I mean, this movie wasn't... It's a that different tonal shift, but it's also... Oh, his shoes do come off. Excuse me. It's also very good. Like... Um, yeah. Oh, they're ha that's the goo? Yeah, apparently this is part of making the candy. You've And if you don't do this right, you're going to mess it up, right. and they will mess it up. And then when you I'm eat glad it... they're dressed for it. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you guys were talking about um, watching movies about old times. It seemed like, right, from the movies we watched at the library or wherever, men always wore suits, always had a hat on, women always were dressed in nines, at the club or at the bar or coffee shop, whatever it is, at right? The grocery. Right. Everybody yeah, at the grocery. The street, the, you walk, go to a city block and everyone's walking around with suits and stuff like that. But you right. go to, to the to the nightclubs. Go to a baseball game and everyone's Make in their happy. suit. Baseball game, everyone's dressing in a suit because yeah. they're going out. Yeah. Now look. They've stopped messing with the candy because they're starting oh. to fall in love a little oh, bit. Oh, no, it's gooey. She's like, they're getting gooey. Oh, no, the goo! <laughs> this, is, this is where the uh, movie gets gooey. <laughs> it gets gooey. Come on, guys. It's too sweet. Oh, my this God. is the seventh take. There was no graphic user interface. This was their gooey. Oh, boy. What gooey. does he want? Okay, now we're going to have a little bit of a clash between father and... A secretary? No, I'm, I'm remembering. Uh, oh, remember. stop hitting my daughter. It's awkward. No, he <laughs> never. He'll never do that because he doesn't really hit on her. 
Swan never really catches he on. He kissed her. Yeah, that's Chris. You're right about that. He did kiss her in the same scene in which Swan gets up and he's like, oh, my back. And that distracts them from it. And he says, I'm taking you to Chicago. <laughs> right. It does. Oh, all right. Script. He kisses her like that. He gets up to react and he goes, oh, my back. And then he says, I'm taking you to Chicago. Great. Bring my daughter, too. Yeah. Do you guys want any of my penny candy behind me? Now he's saying, <laughs> thanks for coming over. Let yeah, do you guys want some candy? It's stuck to the bottom of my shoe. Dad's yeah, finding man. out that Most Deadliest Game was over at Lada's house. Uh, what? what the fuck? We were making candy in the kitchen, if you know what I'm saying. No. Not candy. Well, it now, it is Francis Farmer, right? Candy? Yes. Yeah, so we get called out. Why don't you turn it on for a second? Because sure. it goes in a pig's eye. Oh, but now again, young man, you've got other things to do besides going around with a millhand's daughter. But I want to stop. But you go down there. Well, that's different. I'm down there to see my old friend Swan. Uh, a pig's eye, you do. What? Calling no. out. What? That's all. He's just Guess confronted. It. Yeah, look at that. That's pretty tense. I I paused the scene where they're not even talking. They're just giving each other the eye. <laughs> Take a letter. Yeah. Wait a minute. This will interest you. Oh, yeah. can't you I'm... keep a secret? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I feel, I feel stabbing in my back. I'm shipping my son off to Chicago so he won't mess with my girl. Now, can we can uh, we talk Chris about Hansen is outside to see you, sir? Uh, I was wondering about the chocolate. If we could get back to the chocolate at Francis Farmer, what is the connection? Why do I always connect that name to chocolate? There is. A, I have no idea. I'm t all right, I'm Google. Carl, all right. Carl's going to do a dissertation about Francis Farmer. Francis chocolate. Farmer chocolate. I didn't research that. Farmer chocolate. No cords. Come and get it. I'm, I'm dreaming. It has to be something else. Franz chocolate. That does, thank Whatever you. happens to Francis Farmer. Fanny Farmer. Fanny Farmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Fanny Farmer candy. Okay, so what's now, up? This so, is a game called to... Diablo. And oh, it really? was very popular in the 30s. And this is like the tail end of its popularity. It's about to go away. Now, this is like a Sudoku puzzle for them right now. Yes, when it was fresh, you know. Yeah. Now, she is going to say, I'm not marrying the rich boy that mom wants me to marry. And, <clears throat> you know, Edward's going to be like, that's insane. You can't, because she wants to marry this, like, low-life guy in the paper mill, the one who was doing the paper cups with the son. He's like, I, I, well, he doesn't say I'll forbid it, but he essentially does. And then she goes, look, you were going to marry that Lada. You, mar you didn't marry for love. You married for money. And look at you. You're miserable. I don't want that to happen to me. And so he will completely change his tune and say, you're right. You Thank should marry for love. And he'll be friendly with the bum who's doing the paper cups. He'll warm up to it. You'll see. Well, he's about to make a lot of money over that guy. 
Yeah, yeah that's uh, right. Yeah. But he didn't <laughs> want to. He wanted to reject the idea and say, like, you can't marry yeah. a low life and... Listen, and there's other ideas. Sliced bread? Ridiculous. People want to rip their bread. No one wants a slice. <laughs> yeah, you bite your bread off. How can you fit it in a toaster? <laughs> What's a toaster? People <laughs> just want to put it in the oven and wait three hours. All right. This is the greatest thing since unsliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go put horses back in my horseless carriage. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working. How much horsepower has this horse got? One horse. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. The other one's sick. All right. Fair enough. Uh. <clears throat> so, you know, he can get, he gets it. He gets it. You're right. So you're going to marry for love, not money. And so he's going to try to make it so that, okay, this guy's got some money. Paper cup idea. Okay, so there's not only Fanny Farmer chocolate, but there's also <laughs> Fanny Merritt Farmer from the 1800s was an American culinary expert whose Boston Cooking School cookbook became a widely culinary text. whoop de doo This has nothing to do with our film. But I'm just saying, like, Francis Farmer, I would think of the chocolate and I would yeah. think of the cookbook. I would not, you know, I would get the But confusion. right now we're researching your tangent. <laughs> I think it's relevant. Okay. It All was right. on the show. Yeah, right. So here he comes down to the, like, low-life dredges of the workers. He goes, hey, what's your name? What's your name? You know what my name is. Then he goes, I thought you'd take it this way, you know, about the daughter. So he gets pleasantly surprised that Barney's going to be cool with this. Right. No, he wants to go take him up on the paper cup idea. I should have looked up this guy's history, who he is and everything. It's just that he was in IMDb, but he wasn't in Wikipedia. So I thought he wasn't important. And then we, the clock was ticking on our show. So no, it's fine. That's I, I had an off tangent that I added, so that that even he goes, he goes well, watch out for that. It goes trip. Hey, you're all right. Yeah. yeah. Say. And his shirts are always steamed. Yeah, no wrinkles here. Huh. Yeah, a little now, business. This cap of yours. No, that's a paper cup, sir. Oh. Right. oh, so you could drink water out of it, and it's a dozen's cap for rodents. We could sell it two ways. <laughs> that's a genius, eh? Now, where do you send put the my iron? son in, who's the ingrate. Send in my ingrate son. Where's the cock blocker? Damn. Look at that neat phone, huh? Yeah, that's a top of the line. It's a, that's a horseless telephone. Was <laughs> this phone is a terrible. They want to put numbers on this phone. I said, no way. See, it's a terrible idea. Everyone wants to talk to an operator. Sir, just give me the extension so I can connect you. Benson has five five five. That's how it's done. Sadie, get me New Manhattan right away. So they're like, how many of these paper cups can you produce in a day? And you know. So he goes, I'll see you at the party to watch your step. Well, so don't anyway, trip. he's being cool. That's the thing about this Barney. Like, he is bad. It's creepy. He wants to rekindle Lotta with the daughter. It's inappropriate. It's so young. But at the same time, he doesn't... Not a bad... Okay. Yeah. 
right now. Whoa, you're looking at his balls. Yeah, he's she's looking looking right at her balls. Yes. Look at that. She's not even pretending she's not looking at it. Well, because he's boring them he's with like history it. of paper, and they're so oh. bored. So oh. look at those. It's the pulp, pulp fiction, right? Well, that's just one of the hey. things I really like about this movie pulp is non-fiction. that the son is not a catch. And she's still falling for him. Like he's he's clumsy, he says dumb things, he's prattling on about history, and she still is like in love with him. Look at this package. Oh, that's love. It's the whole package. Look at her. Wow. Uh, yeah, she's like, that's good. I like your stupid stories. <laughs> Glad I put on my good bow for you. Go ahead, listen to it a moment. It, maybe it's well, I can't wait to hear the story. Oh, we'll never hear that paper story. Back to the horse carriage. Right. Oh, see, he did uh, go back to the horse carriage. Well, it's not the same guy. Hey, you horses, will you be in the movie again? Nay. You see how it, <laughs> <laughs> you see how it's an anchor? He put an anchor on yeah. it? Yeah. Hey. Now, hey. He, he was supposed to say, don't weigh me down. It was the joke. But he was hoarse that day. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on. What's, why are the, what's with the long face? All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank yeah, I God. Want, I want you oh. to have this horse. Are you looking in my mouth? Have you no respect? Uh, I get it. I get it. Oh, oh, thank God you shut up. He was boring us about paper. Boring us to death. Yeah, oh, tells that story about the phone again. Uh, Anything. Oh, I love paper, too. Now he's admitting it. He was like, I'm just a regular windbag. Good night. Yeah, but I'm getting the girl, Dad, so deuces. <laughs> okay, now, like I told you before, Barney is rarely, if ever, inappropriate with this girl. But this is the scene in which he'll make his indecent proposal. He has to do it. Like, the whole movie is leading up to this moment. This was the moment for me when I saw it. I was like, he's totally about regret. Go ahead. Put it on. Gary wouldn't like it either, I don't think. I wasn't thinking of them. I mean, you. Alone? Go live in Chicago alone. Hello. I'd be scared to be in Chicago alone. I'd be there. Uh, I mean, down off on business trips. We could go to the theater together. You'd like that, wouldn't you? You'd like that. You'd like it. Yes, but you... You being a married man and all that. Check it out, check it out. People wouldn't know. People wouldn't know. That's it. That's his indecent proposal. I'll offer you six hundred dollars if you sleep with me. Six hundred dollars in nineteen thirties money. <laughs> wow, that's, that's like a million dollars in nineteen eighty money. Nineteen ninety six money. What year was this proposal? I just love it because he's like he's taught in his mind. He's talking to the woman that he left. Right. He's not talking to the daughter. Right. Yeah, he's gone crazy, and he's just like, I regret my life, and I want to start over. Or I want to. I want to go the other way, right here. Yeah, right. Yeah. But with the daughter, right. And she's so like, is- "You mustn't say these things." Okay, fine. I'll get a divorce. Doesn't he look like that actor, that uh, Italian actor that um, was in Breaking Away? 
The father. Oh, Vincent uh, Gardenia. Gardenia. Yeah, he does. Coincidentally, I really remember his face. I remember the hugging scene. He was the dad. Yeah, like uh, he always got terrible food from his wife. Oh, yeah. he was on a diet. Did you guys ever hear the Glassnow Mills employers band? Worse. Oh. <laughs> Employers. Employers. They band. suck. There's only three of them. The <laughs> three of them, right? They they hired the employees band to cover for them. Huh, shake my hand. Hello. Well, the band's going on a, a break I've because they're been exploiting you for years. Welcome. Thanks for coming to my party. <laughs> I shake the boss's hand in front of his family. Look, you see the triangle. Did yeah. you see it? Oh, yeah. Oh, so that, we come and get it. That's the come and get it triangle. Oh, so we're almost done with this fucking thing. Now, look, this has got to be the mom, and I'm wrong, but look how old she is. The men don't She looks like Cloris Leachman. Wow, whatever it was. Do I have the mom's <laughs> info? I don't even think I even have well, Where is the band leader from? Was this the first band you did? Eric, oh, he's playing... He's playing that song we've heard over and over and over. Love me tender, love me too. Oh, there's a triangle again. It's not for come and get it. It's a coincidence. Oh. <laughs> it's actually a triangle. Michael, sometimes the triangle is just a triangle. Play that song again. So, you know, the one we've been hearing throughout the whole film. Francis Farmer. Oh, no. I'm just waiting for him to say, come and get it at this point. Well, okay. It's not quite yet. We are way deep into Act 3, but... but it has to resolve itself. Yes. It's not time. It's getting a lot more creepy than... Yeah, right. It doesn't end on this note. It does get. How are does you? How are you? How are you? Is that the right word? Because he doesn't do anything inappropriate. He just confronts and wants to fight. It's not. How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? She is yeah. not worth being married to. She's a mean, grouchy woman. Okay, this is. This is my low-life boyfriend who I'm going to marry, Mom. Paper cup guy? I don't want to be a family of a paper cup, Harris. They look great. Those outfits look great. Look at his friend. He's a pimp. Look at this guy. No, he's the dad. He's a, oh, it's his niece and his daughter. Oh, hello. Can he's someone water my hat, please? Thank you. I'm <laughs> She's wearing the chuckle patch from Magic Garden. Why yeah. do you have flowers on your hat? Well, I didn't, but then it started raining. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> I brought you flowers. Oh, I see you already have some. Yeah. Are we going to see the any metal plates anymore, or is that gone? That's all gone, the metal plates. They had their purpose. They freed Lata from slavery. Yeah. Okay, guys, try the barbecue. Wait until I get my first. I, I get first dibs on the barbecue. Ooh, free latte. 
During the production of The Visit, Farmer was involved in a drunk driving accident. Oh when confronted God. by the police, she recalled, rather than answer answering as Francis Farmer, I reverted to my role in the play and what? suddenly became the richest woman in the world, shouting to high heaven that I'd buy this goddamn town. She was a kook, man. She was a kook. I love it. Okay, this is the scene in which it's like, will you marry me? Yes, of course I will. You could tell it's from the second director because he goes, you promise that, Howard, that you hate Howard Hawks as much as I do? Yes, darling. He's a terrible, terrible director. <laughs> oh, I'm the happiest woman in the world. Now, look, yeah, Raul did I not really want to do this film at all, and he insisted that Hawks' name be as a director and listed first. Which yeah. alphabetically made sense. He didn't want it at all, but I mean, uh, Mayor Sam uh, Samuel was like, "If you don't do it, I'm suspending you, and you're not going to make another film. I'll pay you." But this you was before it. Alan Smithy too, so they didn't switch the name out. Right, that would have worked. Yeah. Although this one, Academy Awards, so you know, boo hoo, the, everyone liked. He wanted Hawks to get credit, though. He wouldn't do Alan Smithy like. He wanted. Well, Hawks no wanted. Well, actually, it's not in front of me, but one of them insisted, like, that's a film I never made. I think it was Wilder. Oh. It's got to be Wilder, right? Yeah. yeah. With respect to directors, I mean. He, he... Come and get it. William Wilder. William Wilder. Ferber had approved Jane Manford's script, which Hawks found wanting. He persuaded her and Goldwyn to allow him to bring in Jules Furtherman to do a rewrite. Hawks just like, while the cat was away, the mouse played. He just like, I'm doing this film the way I want, and you can lay in a hospital bed after your surgery. Right. Wow. It worked out in the end, but it wasn't the leftist, you know, okay, He's all over the house looking. That's the secretary who's been his uh, gadfly the whole film. And he's like, ah, they got to be up. He wants to break it. Uh, I'm not sure if Another he's street. looking for Lada or looking for them both together to break it up. You know, I think Della Reese is an actress in the crossword puzzle. And then Della Street is Perry Mason's secretary. I'm going to have to look that up, Carl, later. Uh-huh. Hey! Hey, what were you doing? The fuck is this bullshit? I was looking for lice. She's clean. <laughs> we're trading gum. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Oh, yeah, this guy's uh, strong. We saw in the other movie. I'm gonna what? hold your chin and punch your jaw. Anyone see a pile of trays? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get you to a staircase. Do you have any trays in the house? Pow! Two. Ow! Come on and fight! <gasps> that was a good one. He won't what? fight him. What? He does. Yeah. He goes, wait a minute. I'm in love with her, and I'm going to marry her, and there's nothing you can do about it. Now she goes... Don't hurt him. He's an old man. That hurts. Oh. That really hurts. His that hurt. Uh, Ooh. I get. 
Oh. Oh, I thought that'd be the moment we realizes that he's just acting like a lunatic. Yeah, yeah. He can't. Look at that face, man. Yeah. Why can't the script be about logging? Why must I be humiliated in this man? More logging. This More is logging. A story. It's a leftist triumph. <laughs> the trailer is 100% logging. logging. Like, I really, when I watched the trailer, I was like, is this the same movie I saw 30 years ago? That's so weird. I don't remember the logging. I mean, I remember it was logging, but the love story is really the uh, interesting yeah. part. Here's the wife and i had it wrong throughout the whole film now he goes she for the first time like lets it be known that she was afraid he was gonna like leave her for lada we didn't get that throughout the whole movie and i think it's a missed opportunity right she's happy when she hears her son will marry her I don't care as long as it isn't you. Honey, you're the greatest. So she goes, it's time for everyone to eat, and they're not coming in. Would you please help me oh, oh, get them all, right. all in? Oh, I got it. I got this I one. Got it. Got oh, right. oh, so the ending's coming. Let me get myself ready for it. <laughs> well, I mean, there is no further to go. He's been rejected. Her true feelings are revealed that he's an old man. He's realizing I've been a fool. I'm it's a pipe dream. It could never have happened. My proposal was indecent. And she's like, I got my man back because he got no choice. <laughs> you got no choice. You're stuck <laughs> with me. Yes, uh-huh. fun. Okay, go ahead. Turn it up. Turn it up. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, come and regret it. Hello. Mon's ear is about to get. Now, if there's a dog in your room, tell him this is not a wagon train commercial. Why does a rich person have a, belt, a triangle for come and get it? Love me tender again. The whole fucking film. See how he's happy? Yeah. It's like a resolution for him, too. That's. Holy, holy, oh. Wait, now he's not looking happy. He's no. He's crying. There's tears behind that come and get it. Well, that was the life that he turned, he turned away. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting, his son's getting the life he never had. Well, granted, the daughter's a and the money, a lot of Bostrom. Wow, Adam, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, I thought it was really good, actually. I'm not gonna lie, I still like it. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, you forget about the logging part, but um, it, yeah, it's really about the uh, relationship, right? Yeah. Like, I still think it, it remains true. I mean, obviously, I'm 40 years older than I was when I saw it, so I've lived the guy's life and. Uh, right, you can see where I wasn't. I didn't choose one or the other. I mean, uh, you know, God chose me to have a failed business, but um, <laughs> no, but it wasn't like you know, God. I was so scared that I would be poor and happy or rich and and unhappy because it's in the movie. Obviously, makes it seem like there's one way or the other. For his yeah. personal story, it was, but not for not his sons or not other people. Yeah, Carl, but yeah, I still think it's powerful. What do you guys think? 
Well, I thought it was it was very relatable because I married for middle class. <laughs> I should have married for sex. Okay. Right. right. Um, well, I re- I'm with Adam. This was a good film. It was, you know, it's a shame that like we don't notice the logging because they changed everything. But no, I would say it's a good film, and I think Francis Farmer did a great job. And I didn't notice that there. No, that's not true. We do notice the tonal difference. There are two directors. There's just a little stuff, you know, like yeah. the goo, yeah. and then maybe some. But the goo felt like comic relief. Like it's still but we very don't really know. They have to fall in love, you know. Yeah. It's not just that they're both good looking and young. Like they have to have a moment. Like he fell in love with their mom. There was that so, moment of the fight, the bar fight. Which is that's more what interesting. I respect so much about the script is that he was not lovable. He was not well, he was lovable, but he wasn't like a leading man hero that anyone would fall for. He was klutzy and big winded. He'd say right. stupid stuff, make a mistake, fight his dad. He did have a good heart though. He did make decisions like he bet five hundred dollars in the eighteen eighties and then gave two hundred dollars to this stranger because of yeah. a story that he had. This woman that was gonna poison him. So it was, uh, he, he, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a good movie. If I didn't know the backstory, Carl, some movies you would watch and that had a terrible backstory and you watch this weird movie, you go, what the fuck happened? Why? You know, like right, they all screwed up. Yeah. They screwed up. But I couldn't tell that from this movie. If I didn't know that it was two directors and that the, the lead was hard to work with for everybody and that the, was getting into these incidents, I would still think this is a good movie, you know. Like yeah. I, I think the the drama it was like a Twilight Zone episode where he realizes his regret, the way he was pushing his life forward, and that came across. I would love to see more logging politics that was taken out, but <laughs> the direction was fine. It was a good movie. Adam, uh, can you join us next week? I think that's a yes. He's frozen. He has a bad bandwidth. He's frozen. All right. Well, Adam, can you yourself only join us next week? Oh, he's <laughs> on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> oh, what? The mute button? What do I got to do? All right, I'm going to motion to the No, yeah, show. I'll see you guys next week as long as you do anything in black and white. All right, well, good news. Uh, here's what the deal. Uh, let's watch a dead-end kids movie, The Bowery Boys, one of those films. I'm okay. going to go ahead and pick one. from the, I'm going to f- try to find the worst one that they have, and we'll watch it next week. And Mike, have some mercy. You know I'm going to really watch it like three times, so have some no, mercy. I'll do the research. I'll research. Sandwich. Oh, you <laughs> want to do a switcheroo? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me, yeah, I'm going to pick oh. a Bowery Street Boys movie, maybe when they're the dead Maybe end. I'll watch it. Maybe I'll change my mind what it yeah, is. Yeah. Maybe... What is this deal, officer? I'll look at uh, I'll look at Wikipedia five seconds before we start recording. Uh, yeah, Mike, right. Mike, please just research the movie. Don't go to the library and get the Bowery Boys, you know, classic, you know, eight DVD box set and waste three weeks and then not have content. No, film that watching every single uh, Abbott and Costello movie did, before did, 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 it did a, it did a little, but it did so little. But all Just, I did was I read a. I'm going to go to the library and research Bowery Boys, and I'm going to bring an extensive history of 1930s comedy. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, Adam, join us next week. Audience, join us next week here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, we are stream every Sunday. To go to mutinyradio.fm, uh, see what's happening. And uh, there's a donation button, and we have our archives there. Check it out. Check out our archives at the uh, Mutiny Radio, and don't forget to donate. 
and check out what there's happening with Mutiny Radio and check us out on YouTube and uh, podcasts and go to uh, more information. Check out proudlyresents.com slash let's. All right. So uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, my brother Adam will join us and we'll be watching the Bowery Street Boys. See you later. Bye. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length this song. I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to pee outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Yeah, it's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, hey, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman. Wow, what a theme song! Oh my God, welcome to L W A F L M O I T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Really You're happy here. to do this one because it's a switcheroo. Oh, my God. We are doing a switcheroo. We are so excited. We are so excited to be streaming first right now on Mutiny Radio as we do every Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Right. Pacific Standard Time. You go to mutinyradio.fm. You hit play now. Boom. We are there. We are part of a full afternoon. You just heard... Bound Round Sound with Scotto at noon, and then Ugly Sundays at 4. So we're right in the middle. We love being here. We love that Mutiny exists. All we say is contribute to Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and throw a couple bucks at Mutiny Radio. Except no substitutions. We are also a podcast. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the name you need to search on your podcast app. And then boom. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. As you can listen to it, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, as our title says. Yeah, so what we, is our title again? It's L W A. That's for A. Yeah, so it, it's abbreviated, Carl. Oh. Let's watch, for example, is the abbreviation okay. of "Let Us Watch." The three okay. words, 
And then the letter A is actually an abbreviation for a. Uh huh. Like because, sure. Yeah, because the next abbreviation, full hyphen length. Length. Yeah, it starts uh -huh. with a consonant. So the A abbreviation is actually pronounced a uh, when you mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Anyway, fascinating, <laughs> fascinating. We are also broadcasting right now on Mutiny. We're not broadcasting. We're on YouTube as well. So you can see us video, and you can watch the movie with us. So the idea is you go. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay, here's how it works. You have a phone. Oh, my God. All right, Carl, what is the movie this week? What are we watching? I don't know. Ghost in the Machine. I don't know. This is a switcheroo. I'm going in cold. Ghost in the Noonday Sun. Peter Sellers, right? Yes, that is so correct. We are watching. We're doing a switcheroo. Carl usually watches these movies <laughs> numerous times, takes copious copious notes, and then also produce, writes his theme song, edits the show. Years ago now. Yeah. Okay. So I am going. I watched a movie. It's called The Ghost in the Midday Sun. In the Midday Sun. And that is from 1973. Go ahead and type in Ghost in the Midday Sun in your YouTube search engine. We are looking for the YouTube channel VHS Archives. Wow, like VHS tapes. Right, that's short for video, horror, home, home. and suspense, right? Like, Wait, Isn't it video home film or something like that, <laughs> right? Video home cassette. VHS. VHS, system. video home system. Well, I know the V stands for ah! video, and the S He's is my system. brother. Mm -hmm. we'll and then me. at home. At home. Okay, video at home, S archives. Okay, so now you said put in the YouTube search engine, Ghost in the new Midday, Noonday Sun. Noonday is all one word. Yep. G H O S T. Of course, I Listen, know you knew There's that. one ghost. 1973. 1973. You're going to find it. You're going to see that crazy Peter Sellers face. Click the link. VHS Archives hosts it. Hit pause. Move the timer to 000. We're all going to watch this movie. Let us watch together. Let us watch it together. So when we say go, you're going to hit press play. But I have a special treat for you. We have a special comedian, a celebrity comedian, that's <laughs> going to do our countdown while you go find this on YouTube and get yourself ready. Ooh, I gotta get my collar, pop my collar for this one. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still wearing my mini radio shirt. It's underneath here, as always. Hey, hey, your collar's popped. You now you so you do have ring around the collar. I Girls on film. Girls right, on film. We just derailed this show. Hi, welcome back to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Go find. Ghost in the Midday Sun. Hit link. Hit pause. We are now going to go to our celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Jim Stencil. Welcome, Jim. I'm happy, oh! I'm happy to be here. I'm not in traffic at all. <laughs> Whoa! What happened? Call back. Wow. We're gonna have to, wow, how did I blow that? We're going to have to start it over. All right. Well, listen, Jim Stencil, you are, a, uh, you are out there and you are on the move. You, oh, I I'm mean, on a bridge. <laughs> so, look, I never asked you really, are you an official 
Comedian. I mean, the way we bump into each other is through podcasts, through In Hot Water Show. Are you a stand-up comedian? Great question. Great question. That's the kind of questions I expect to hear on this show. No, I am not. I am. I don't even know what I would consider myself a personality. Uh -huh. oh, look at this. There's a guy just pulling over. There's a guy pulling over yeah. to pick me up on the side of a road. Hey, you need a ride, Unbelievable. Carl, you ever get anybody else who's gotten picked up off the side of a road? This is the best Dang celebrity up. comedian countdown ever. Unbelievable. I just got a ride on the side of the road. Some people. Now, no, I am not a stand up. Uh, Mr. Driver, would you say I'm a stand up? Uh, he wouldn't say that. Now, I love Carl. Carl the Joke's one of the greatest jokes, Dick Carl, that I've ever run into. <laughs> so how did you get involved with the In Hot Water podcast with Gino Bisconti and everything? I mean, usually it's comedian-based. No, no, great question. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I tell them all the time, I was just a fan. I'm just a fan. Can you put on a light in here somewhere? There we I'm, go. I'm a fan at heart, but uh, one thing led into the next, and uh, I guess now a personality, I would call it. I always call myself a personality. Well, so I how call did you get to be an in-studio guest? I mean, you were a fan, and what? Did he hear about your podcast, get to know you that way? Well, that's just it. I don't know. I, I just went and started uh, hanging out, and I never tried to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess I'm just funnier than most people that go in there or something. So I think so. Yeah, you think so. So I guess yeah. you're all so not funny that just a, a generic fan mm -hmm. was allowed to uh, come <laughs> in. And that's what There's not enough funny comedians in New York. Because you know the problem with comedians in New York? Because they won't let people like Carl into LOL because they're all filthy Italians. Yeah, and they're okay. all named. Uh, what's that guy's name? Just to let the audience know, I I tried to do a set at LOL Comedy Club. In New York. <laughs> you know, Visconti invited me down. He wasn't able to put me on, and uh, so yeah, I, somebody. Uh, what was that guy's name that didn't let you in? Let's get his name out there. Lionelli. It was some. I dumb. forget. I forget. Listen, because... the the point is, you comics are so full of shit. Like like mm -hmm. Carl is fucking funnier than half the comics. I've ever seen anywhere. I go see shows all the time, and fucking Carl is funnier than all of them. <laughs> and then, then I hear about, then I hear about he can't get on an LOL. Are you guys fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, they don't. No, no, yeah, no. Carl, you see the like Ray DeVito. Carl, shut up. You're like Ray DeVito. You fucking apologize too much. You're funnier than these people. <laughs> these people aren't funny. Carl is fucking funny. Yeah, that's right. That's why I'm going to yes, get involved in arson. Stop, stop apologizing. And burn LOL down to the ground. <laughs> we'll burn it to the ground. It's totally unbelievable. Now, even though you're not a stand-up, recently you have been sharing the stage with the stand-up as you are now involved in prop comedy. Tell me about uh, that. Listen, as we all know, prop comedy is the highest form of comedy. Yeah. No one would ever deny that, mm -hmm. right? You were at the prop comedy. You were at the prop comedy experience. You were at the prop comedy experience. Anyway, it's one of the greatest uh, gifts to laughter is prop comedy, and and 
regular comedy is only dialing that back with words and all that. Yeah, so, yeah. It's I'm like very words happy. without the props. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like words. It's like words if it took skill. Listen, I, and I'm very happy to be a part of Steve Conti's prop comedy experience. Yeah. But I don't know where this is going to go. Who knows where this is going to go? Maybe it'll bring it back. Maybe. Uh, but we're not booked anywhere right now. There is no future venue that will be. Well, happy. you're the head writer. You're the head writer. <laughs> the prop shop CEO, Steve Conti. I know. All right. Well, I'll call him and try to get some gig going because this must have legs. This must continue. Oh, it's One got legs. Opinion. Great calves, too. <laughs> okay, so listen, you're also a big part of this Ski Mask Collective. You've got that podcast, and there's the Sports Mask Podcast. Oh, it's Why don't we totally talk about this? Yeah, how did you get started with that? And who is behind the mask? And anything you want to say about your Patreon? Uh, you've got it going on with these podcasts. I mean, you're a celebrity. Well, you're taking it a bit too far, but I thank you for that. Yes, Sports Mask Collective. I've never been wrong about one pick all year. I've called Great. everything. That was Sansa, we call it. Sports Mask Collective. The Ski Mask Collective, we just talk about everything that goes on in uh, podcasting in general. We call yeah. it out. We say the names. We don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owes us anything. So we're out here just to basically ruin our careers and <laughs> save people's name. So that's why we're on Ski. You did a great job on Ski Mask the other week. Yeah, thank say. you very much. My one appearance. One of our I'm favorite guests. Before. Yep. <laughs> All right. I got to go smoke weed with this guy. Well, okay. Okay. So tell us, Jim Stansel, how can people find you out there on the internet, you know, get to the Ski Mask Collective podcast? Give us give us the dish on how you get, you know, how we catch you out there. First of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. Where can I find this podcast is what I want to know. Because I, I think Car Carl the Jokes is, Carl the Jokes really gets my funny bone. I yes. I say. Well, so everybody where, where watching this podcast already knows how to get us, but how do we get you? All right, I'm gay. Listen, E-Mask Collective on iTunes and YouTube. Sports Mask Collective, iTunes, YouTube. Well, not only iTunes, both podcasts, anywhere you ever find audio, there, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever. You get the mm -hmm. videos on iTunes. So we got... Ski Mask Collective, that's our flagship show. Yeah. And then we got Sports Mask Collective. That's my show with my friends. We got Sad Chad, that is Ski Mask hosts that with a, a cavalcade of friends because Chad sucked. And uh, that's it. Check us out. And patreon.com slash Ski Mask Media. Support us. And we put ski up mask random media. bullshit. <laughs> and I thank you so much for having me, Carl. Okay, this now, is great. Jim, I'm sorry I was late. No problem. Everyone at home is poised to press play on this movie at the same time we do in the studio. So everyone at home is going to stand by for your countdown and hit play at the exact same time. So why don't you go ahead, Jim Stansel, and give us that celebrity countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to listening. Welcome to the Flickering Lights. It's a, 
We have a little uh, Twinkie Twink piano twerp. <laughs> we have like two opening theme songs. So this is a pirate ship. They Small. are going to... Yes, Carl. Crossbow. Right. Okay, so we are here, and uh, we this is like a silent movie setup with the black and white. We see that Peter Boyle, wearing the turban, is Ross Muhammad, the pirate captain. And he's the highest in the ship, lowest in the ship. There he is, old Scratch himself. <laughs> Dick, Dick Scratcher. Say it out loud again. Dick Scratcher. Okay, old Scratcher. We've all been there. <laughs> well, you know, it gets so muggy in those pirate ships. Uh, so they are. there's a storm of brewing. So what the captain's going to do, he's been stealing money for the Algiers, you know, like pirates. This is 17th century. So that okay. mention that? And back then, the Pirates of the Caribbean, if does, does that exist? These Pirates of Caribbean would 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 steal shit and bring it back to their king in Algiers. Okay. But there's a storm coming. So Peter Boyle's like, hey, why don't we pretend we're a silent movie? You play the piano, and we'll go to an island, and we'll bury the treasure. And then when the storm rises, when the storm is over, we can come back and get it and get bring it okay. back. Okay. Now, this is all rinky-dink music. There is a ghastly reason why I think they set it up as a silent movie. Okay. And I just want... We're right into the plot, so I'll get into this. This film is called Ghost in the Noonday Sun. It's third film really directed by Peter Medic, this Hungarian-born director who's done... He's very popular, though, because, like, I don't know, like, maybe it's a war or something, and you're always hearing people scream his name. Medic! Medoc. He uh, he directed this movie. It basically ruined his career, he thinks. And he actually, there is a film documentary about this movie. This movie wasn't released. This movie was 73. It was released on video in like 86 or so. Yeah, like it was forgotten a bit. Or, yeah, I understand. It didn't really have a release. And they were like, okay, we got this thing. Let's make a little money. The video box says it's the missing Peter Sellers classic. Okay. So it was missing. Peter Sellers had this idea. He They met up in Hollywood uh, at a diner, and uh, he said, you know, my buddy Spike Milligan from The Goon Show mm-hmm. wants to adapt a children's book about pirates. And they took it, and then it was a disaster. And Peter Medic just made it recently, a couple years ago, made a documentary about this film okay. itself. And that film was called The Ghost of Peter Sellers. So I watched the documentary and I said, oh, my God, I got to see if this movie exists. What year and was it made? Was Peter Sellers alive? No, Peter Sellers. He said, I waited till they're all dead. Okay. The director's 83. This came out in 2019, 17, maybe. Interesting. So he, he spilled the beans. He spilled the beans on this movie and about Peter Sellers. And it, particularly this scene itself. Why don't I kick I- it off? They shot this film, this scene, the second week of shooting. Peter Sellers had a heart attack. Oh. And he had a history of heart attack. There is. Say goodbye to Peter Boyle. That's the last you'll see him in the film. (laughs) He's on the cover. Raymond is waiting for him. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Everyone loves Raymond movie. He doesn't, you can't even hear him speak. It's all, you know, placards. So. Jean-Luc. Peter Sellers had a history of heart uh, attacks, right? And so it was very serious. Are we seeing him pre-heart attack right this second? Yeah. Okay. This is all, but it was during the shooting of this scene that he had a heart attack. And they had a helicopter. 
They're shooting in Cyprus. They had a helicopter out to a ho- hospital. The director said two days later he picked up the London uh, Evening Standard, and there was a photo of Peter Sellers going to lunch at a fancy London restaurant with Princess Margaret. He had faked his heart attack to get out of shooting this movie, You're and he did it during the scene. Kidding me? This is like the documentary indicates this film was a total fiasco in every way, and that was like boom. So later, okay. So we're two weeks into shooting, and he yeah. gets out of it. He gets out of it because he really loved it. He loved Spike Milligan. He loved the thing. He, even though he was married, he was dating Liza Minnelli in 1973. Everything really? was great for Peter Sellers. Liza Minnelli broke up with him, and that the day before he had this shoot. Okay. So he was in no mood. the The director said he loved. The first week, it was on the boat, and it was beautiful, and they had some beautiful shots, and then everything went to shit. Mm-hmm. But I should mention, this is so, I'll, my research is basically watching the documentary okay. and taking notes, and I'm just going to let you know the information. Mm-hmm. I did a, a cursory search on the internet for some items and some of the actors, so I got a little more information. Okay. But Basically, this film is based on an old... No. So, it's based on a children's novel. Guess what year this novel came out? 1918... 1643. No, 1965. Oh, that was... What is... Sid Sid, Sid Fleischman wrote a bunch of, like... He wrote Blood Alley about his World War I experience, but he wrote a lot of pulp novels. And then he also started writing children's books about, like... What's his last name, Sid? Fleischman. Fleischman. Yeah. So uh, Sid Fleischman wrote a book called Ghost in the Midday Sun. And the story is uh, this New England boy can see ghosts. Well, he was born at midnight, this kid. So the pirates show up on the coast. Right. And what we're watching right now is that... Now, he killed the captain. Right. And he said... And then he went to the the shipmates and said, listen, I killed the captain. I'm the only one who knows where this treasure is buried. So I'm, I'm captain, captain now. now. But he didn't right. tell him he killed the captain, did they tell he tell him? Yeah, he threw a, a, a sword right into Peter Boyle's. Uh, no, but captain. did they, he tell the crew? Yeah, he said, I killed the captain. Wow. Okay. I saw the, I know where the treasure is. I'm the captain. Right. So that's the thing. So now he's looking at the map. And again, okay, it's one this more key. question. The, yeah. He was the lowest member of the crew. Right. Old so Dick, do they know Dick. it's him? Or did they yeah. Them? Okay. 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 The whole the whole pirate crew actually was on the island helping. Okay. And he was making uh, a soup, beans, and yeah. Peter Quayle. They're gonna be ready, motherfucker. Okay. So, look, we're changing pace. I want to play the music because it's. You remember the sound effects in the monkeys movie Head? Yeah, I do. Okay. We get a lot of like Richard Lester, uh, monkeys, British uh, pop sensibility in this. So he's gonna, he spent 20 years and he walks out and here's the sound effect. What do you mean by 20 years? What, what, what'd you say? Well, anyway, he is, 20 years have passed. Why, how, why? He can't find the treasure. He can't find the, the map. So he's been like in his room basically uh-huh. and he comes out and he's like, boom. You know, he, he doesn't know where it is. So what he Yellow wants to... in color. Right. So this is, this is 1973 they shot this. This is no okay. special effects. Okay. They actually, 
So the producers got a second hand. Oh, here comes the second music. We had the uh, little piano music up front, and now, yo ho! We have a, a full-on pirate ballad. They wrote. Is it a sea chanty? Let's hear it. I can't hear it. You sang over it. Okay, here we go. Copyright infringement. Pride Ravel again. Oh, he was. Where did we see him before? Well, we saw him in Modesty Blaze, and we saw him in the movie with uh, uh, <clears throat> Bob Hope, a murder, murder. Oh, right, that the TV movie is murder television.